0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the InDesigner, the podcast that provides information, instruction, and insight for designers using and learning Adobe InDesign. I'm your host, Michael Murphy, graphic designer and Adobe certified expert in InDesign CS2, and this is episode 24, You Can't Do That in InDesign. Or can you? I usually stick to things that can all be done automatically within InDesign, but every now and then, you can avoid the fact that some things just haven't made it into the product yet. This episode, like the last one, is also inspired by a question from a subscriber. Shane sent me an email saying... I would love to make a gradient that contains a CMYK value at one end, fading to full transparency at the other, allowing a picture to show through from behind. Is this even possible? Boy, I'd love that too, Shane. Unfortunately, there's no direct way to do this in InDesign. Certainly no intuitive or simple way. Ideally, you would be able to set one end of your gradient to none and achieve this result. But if you try to apply the none swatch to a gradient, you can't do it and when you create a new gradient swatch, the none swatch doesn't even show up as an option. But where there's a will, there's a workaround, and I'm going to show two methods of doing this. One requires going out to Photoshop, the other one is done right from InDesign. Neither one is perfect, but they'll do the trick. This layout includes the exact effect we're trying to achieve, a gradient that goes from a solid color to full transparency, allowing you to see a photograph behind it. I can move this object anywhere on the page and still see the photo beneath it. Using this layout, I'm going to demonstrate both methods for achieving this result, and let you decide which approach you'd rather go with. Let's start with the Photoshop method. Unlike InDesign, Photoshop does allow you to create a gradient that goes off to full transparency. But rather than applying the gradient over your image in Photoshop and placing it as a composite in your InDesign layout, let's try to build in some measure of flexibility. I want to be able to change my mind once I'm in InDesign, in case I have to increase the size or proportions of my transparent gradient without having to keep coming back to Photoshop to recreate the exact gradient I need. Since I have a general idea what I'm trying to accomplish in this gradient, I'm going to create a new Photoshop file that's the same size as my entire InDesign layout. It could be bigger too, but I don't want to make it smaller, since it's easier to take away from a placed image in a layout than it is to add to it. I want to make sure that I choose CMYK as the color mode since we want a CMYK value for our gradient's first color, and I want my background contents option set to transparent. The first thing I'll do is select a foreground color in the CMYK value that I want in my layout. Then, selecting the gradient tool, I go to the gradient picker up here in the control palette and make sure that my gradient is using the foreground to transparent option. Next, I shift-drag the gradient tool across the left side of the canvas to constrain my movement to a straight line. This gives me a close enough version of the gradient that I want, with a generous area of my solid yellow color to the right of it. I'll save this as yellowgradient.psd, and now I'm ready to head back to InDesign to place it in my layout. From the File menu, I'll select Place, then choose my yellowgradient.psd file, and drag my loaded cursor over the location where I want the gradient to fall. And that's basically all I need to do using this method. I can now fine tune the placed gradient, opening up the graphic frame to make it wider or deeper, and adjusting its position on the page. Since I gave myself a much larger gradient and solid color area to work with in Photoshop, I have more flexibility to do this once it's in InDesign. And I can make those changes while maintaining the same effect, a gradient that goes from solid to transparent, allowing you to see a photo beneath it. Now let's see how to do this right from InDesign. The first thing I'm going to do before I start is to lock every other layer in this file except the gradient layer, to avoid accidentally selecting objects I don't want as I go. Then I'll select the rectangular frame tool and drag out a frame that's about three times taller than the area of my final gradient, and that has a generous amount of extra space off to the right. You'll see why I need this in a moment. Opening the swatches palette, I'll select the yellow color I need and apply it to the fill for this frame. I'll minimize this palette so we can see more of the frame, then go to the object menu and select feather. In the Feather dialog box, I'll check both the Feather and Preview checkboxes and move this over so you can see what happens to the frame as I make changes in the Size field. I'm increasing the feather width incrementally with the up arrow, and as you can see on the page, the feather's getting larger on the edges of the yellow frame. One inch looks to be about the right setting here, so I'll click OK, close these palettes, and now we have an unobstructed view. As you can see, feathering this frame has given me a transparent gradient effect on all four sides. The problem is I only want it on one side. I need to get rid of three sides of this feather to get what I want. If I were an illustrator, I'd apply a clipping mask, but don't bother looking for Create Clipping Mask in any of the InDesign menus, because it's not there. Instead, I need to draw another rectangular frame that's the size of only the portion of the feathered frame I want to be visible, and make sure its fill and stroke are set to None. Then I cut my feathered yellow frame to the clipboard. Switching to the Direct Selection tool, I'll reselect the second smaller frame again, then go to the File menu and select Paste Into. As you can see, this smaller frame is essentially cropping the other frame pasted inside it, to give me three hard edges. And just as I could with the Photoshop version, I can move this pasted frame around inside the other frame, I can see my photo behind what looks like a transparent gradient, and there's really no way for anyone to know which method was used for this effect. No one of course except me. As I said at the beginning, neither of these methods is ideal, and there are arguments for and against each of them. The Photoshop method is quicker and more simple, and it's an actual gradient. You can control it like any other gradient. But it requires you to leave InDesign to create it, or to change it, and it requires you to have another linked file placed in your document just to achieve a simple color effect. The InDesign method keeps you in InDesign the whole time. You can change the color, feather, and size of the frame, and you could save that feathered frame as an object style. But it's a little bit convoluted to set up, it's not technically a gradient, and if you need the effect to cover a large area, you have to create a significantly larger frame to apply the feathering to. Which one would I use? It depends on the layout, how much of a hurry I'm in, my mood at the time. If adding a transparent gradient were a last-minute decision right before a job goes out the door, I might choose the quicker Photoshop method. If I intended this effect to be in my layout from the earliest stages of the design, I'd probably take the time to use the InDesign method, knowing that I may change my mind about the color, size, and other attributes of the gradient as the job takes shape, and that I'd have the flexibility to do that more quickly in InDesign. There's really no wrong choice, so when you need to do this, pick whichever one you prefer, because now you know that even though you technically can't do that in InDesign, you sort of can. That's it for this episode. I'll be back in 10 days, maybe fewer, with a brand new installment. As always, feel free to post any comments or questions on the blog at www.theindesigner.com, send an email to info at or look for me on AIM or iChat as The InDesigner. Until then, this is Michael Murphy for the InDesigner Video Podcast. Thanks for watching.